spiritual and physical life. So you can point at your neighbor to say, where did you lock it? Where did you lock it? Praise the Lord. Do you know many things happens in life like uh, many things happens where when those things happens, you discover to say, I've lived a life which is locked. And we are in the generation where many lives have been what? Locked. Praise the Lord. I want us to go to Exodus 4 verse 19. Exodus 4 Verse 19. If you are there, you read for me, please. Praise the Lord. I, I was just looking for a read where God said, the men who, whom you were running away from are dead. I want to say a few words uh, to encourage you to say, Sometimes you want to keep running, but what you are running away from, God has already handled it. Oh, praise the Lord. You can touch on it, but to say, what you are running away from, God has already handled it. You tell your neighbor, what you are fearing, God has already handled it. Tell them what you are scared of, God has already handled it. If I have somebody who has been fearing and scared, they can clap for Jesus. Sometimes you just want to stay away from the world. Sometimes you want to stay away from others. Sometimes you are not feeling your way there. But I want to tell you to say, whatever you are avoiding, that that brought an hindrance. God has already handled it for you. And he's saying it's time to rise up and go back to what you have been running away from. Because from Egypt, that's where your life has to begin from. From Egypt, that's where your power is lying. From Egypt, that's where I'm going to unlock you. What you are running away from, God has already handled it. Hallelujah. A hallelujah. You can tell your neighbor for me to say, stop throwing a pity party for yourself. Many times I've entered into throwing yourself into a pity party because you feel things are locked. But whatever. Even the things you locked for yourself, even the things that the enemy has locked for you, they can never stand the presence of the Lord. I want to look at just one point here to say, God causes something good when it saves its purpose. Hello? God cause something good when it does what? So, God will call you good when you do what? You can say, when I save my papers. Praise the Lord. Do you know God 
God, God wants, no matter how handsome or beautiful you are, you are not good until you save your purpose. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It is in the world where we look at it. This is beautiful. This, this thing is wonderful. But whenever God calls something, when he created the sun, the time it started serving its purpose, he says the sun is God. The moon is God. The stars are God. The ocean is God. The land is God. Because it is saving its purpose, can I have people in the church who can save the purpose of the Lord uh, that may the Lord call them your good as long as you are sitting on the purpose as long as you are waiting for that purpose to manifest I don't know what you are waiting for God is still waiting to call it God so everything is not human who can call something which is not saving its purpose to say it's God. So I, I, I leave you with this word. God is good all the time. And God wants anything that saves its purpose in this world. Shall we rise up and clap to the Lord as Pastor Zulu comes to take over? Go with me to the book of the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter three. I will combine, I will summarize Joshua chapter three, chapter five, and also chapter six. I will summarize them just together. But I would want you just to see a few verses. We can go to verse 6. And Joshua spake to, and Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Go to verse 11. I'll jump to verse 11. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. I'll continue on the same subject, unlocking your life spiritually and physically. I'm approaching it from the angle of a covenant. I'm approaching it from the angle of a covenant. Unlocking your life physically and spiritually. Connecting it, if we look into the book of Exodus... We see that the children of Israel, had been, they had been in the land of Egypt for 430 years, and they were slaves in that land. They labored for the children of Egypt, or they served the Egyptians as slaves. So for 430 years, they were in that land. 
And then the Bible says they cried unto God. And they cried unto God. And the Bible tells us that God heard their groanings and he remembered his covenant. And when God remembered his covenant in chapter 4, we see now God sending Moses to go back. And they hope the children of Israel come out of the land, actually, of Egypt. So I connect that. Now they have left the land of Egypt and they're about to enter into the promised land, the land that God had promised them. The land God had promised to Abraham, the land God had promised to Isaac, the land God had told even Jacob that that is the land where you will settle them in. Unlocking your life spiritually and physically by covenant. That's what I'm looking at. Now, when we look into the book of Joshua, it is a very interesting, there are a lot of interesting things that we are seeing in the book of Joshua here. In chapter 3, God comes to Joshua and gives instructions to Joshua. And the instructions that have been given to Joshua is that take the ark of the covenant, mark the word covenant, everyone say covenant. So he says, take the ark of the covenant and appoint the priests that shall bear it. And as the priests go, let them step on the water. And as the soles of their feet touch the surface of the water, the path will be made for them. So they followed all the instructions to cut the story short. And I'll be picking just a few points. Now, when we look into from chapter 3, even up to chapter 6, there is one prominent word that is coming out throughout. There is one prominent word, the Ark of the Covenant. The priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant. Everything the Bible will be talking about to hear the Ark of the Covenant. Whatever they did, the Ark of the Covenant. And this drew my attention, or it caught my attention. Why is God talking about the Ark of the Covenant? The priests are simply being mentioned, but everything is being referred to the Ark of the Covenant. And the Bible says, when you see the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when you see them going, all of you get out of your tents and follow it. The Bible doesn't say, follow the, the priest. It says, follow it, meaning follow the Ark of the Covenant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us just to make sure that we pray using the power of the covenant, and see how we unlock our own lives by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And when we read the Bible in verse 11, the Bible says, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. I want you to see this. It says, the ark of the covenant of the Lord passes before you into Jordan. It's not talking about the priest. It's talking about the ark. Why? Because our destinies, our lives, have a spiritual dimension. Hear me, child of God. Every person, there is a spiritual dimension to our lives. Even our ministries, they have a spiritual dimension. Life is not just physical. 
There are certain spiritual things, unless they are dealt with, our physical eyes will still remain closed. We can have all the connections, we can have all the resources, hear me? But when it comes to destiny, there comes a time when the spiritual realm must be involved and dealt with in order for your physical life to be unlocked. If the spiritual still remains intact or it still remains locked, no matter what you can do in your strength in the physical realm, still your life will remain locked. So here the Bible is telling us something that is very important. The Bible says the ark of the Lord, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the God of all the earth, passes before you into Jordan. Hear what it says. It says, it is going before you into Jordan. Hallelujah. Now, as we go into chapter 5, something interesting is also happening. The Bible still continues to talk about the ark of the Lord of covenant. Now, here, the ark of covenant of the Lord. And in chapter 5, what we see, again, the Bible is saying, the ark of the Lord is going before you. So you follow the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, there is something that caught my attention. In the end of chapter 5, hear me, child of God. In the end of chapter 5, what we see as Joshua is preparing the team and everything, he sees a man standing against him or beside him according to the Bible. And then he goes to this man and he says to the man, are you for us or are you for our enemies or our adversaries? And the Bible says, the man answered him and said, no. He did not tell him. He just said, no. And then he said, but as a captain of the host or of the army of the Lord, and now I have come. Hear what he says. As a captain of the host or the army of the Lord, now I have come. Hear me, child of God. When a covenant is in play, the battle is the Lord's. It's not you. Hear what we're saying. The battle is the Lord's. Where covenant has been invoked, the one who fights for you, the one who fights for me, it is the Lord. It is not just yourself. So this angel has come. I mean, it's more than an angel because he, com he did not refuse worship. If you take the Bible, number two, he, told, he commanded Joshua actually to say, take off your shoes for the ground where you are standing is a holy ground. So this one is more than an angel. There is also a belief that this is the theophany of Christ Jesus. Hear what we are saying. So it's more than an angel. Now, why as a spiritual being manifested into the physical, hear me, when it comes to battles that concerns your destiny and unlocking your destiny, they always have a spiritual dimension to it. So he has come as Joshua moves in the physical, this angel of the Lord must help them, hallelujah, must help them to deal with the spiritual realm. Here, when the covenant has been activated, the battle is the Lord's and not man's. Hallelujah. The battle is the Lord's and not man's. Uh, in the book of Exodus chapter 12, I want to demonstrate this to show you this. There is something really interesting that is going on. Moses, all the miracles that were performed here, before chapter 12, God used Moses. 
All the miracles that were performed from, from chapter 3, as we check, we are looking at God assigning, sending Moses chapter 4 and everything. All the miracles that were performed, God said to Moses, Moses, do this. Moses, do that. Moses, do this. Now, when the blood was applied in chapter 12, the Passover lamb was killed. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. Now, when you look at the blood is applied, symbolic of the blood of Jesus, which is still the covenant. It typifies the covenant which we have today in the blood of Christ Jesus. When the blood was applied, God said to Moses, stay in the house and the people and lock the doors. May God help us. says, stay inside the house. Stay you and the children of Israel. Everyone stay inside the house. Because this night, my angel will pass. The angel of destruction. What am I saying? When the covenant has been applied, the players change in the battle concerning your destiny. This time around, when the, the blood has been applied, the, 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 the player, the player, the main player is no longer Moses. It is the angel of the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? When covenants are activated, the angels of God begin to fight for you. Hallelujah. They can reach areas where you cannot reach. They can do things that you cannot do. That's why when people are under covenant, believe you me, things begin to happen. When covenant is applied, things begin to happen. What was locked will be unlocked. Things which could not work for many years will begin to, to work. Things which did not move, things will begin to move. Hallelujah. Now, when we, 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 we read the Bible again, the Bible tells us when they crossed over the, the, the Jordan River, they crossed the Jordan River at the time when it was over, when it was overflowing, when it was, I mean, flooded. And the, 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 the Canaanites and the people beyond the Jordan River, they believed that in that time when the river was overflowing, their gods were protecting them. Hear what we are saying? They believed that their gods were, was protecting them. Now, at this particular moment, at this time, I want you to hear this. The, the very thing they believed was, was protecting them was broken in their face. Hear what I'm saying? When a covenant has been activated, no matter the force that is trying to hinder you, a way will be found. A way will be made. Because the battle is God. In every area of your life and every dimension of your life, there will be a breakthrough. Come what may, the past cannot hold you, the present cannot hold you, and the future cannot also block you. When a covenant is activated, the victory is on the way. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, when they crossed over the Red, I mean the River Jordan, the Bible says, they, God gave them the instruction. They used to go around, circle the, the walls of Jericho, the city of Jericho, once per day. And they would go with the Ark of the Covenant. And the Bible says the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord encircled Jericho. Here, the people went around, but the Bible is not talking about the people. It's saying the Ark of Covenant of the Lord encircled Jericho. You see, there was a serious spiritual dimension to the battle of these people. And the Lord 
knew to say, in order for them to win, a covenant was to be put in place.